Hey, hey, good bitches, and welcome to this week's episode of How to Be a Good Bitch. I'm Jules Rangi Heyuwe. And I'm Jodie Clark, and we're just two good bitches, just trying to live good lives. Today, good GBs, we have a personal update for you. Um, you know what? Just stay around. I'm not even going to give you a hint. Just please stay around for that. Uh, main topic, we're going to go over why Jodes and I have both taken a an oath, a truce, to stay single right now and the importance of being single. Uh, a listener question, we deal with a jealous boyfriend um, and our confessions are from our GBs themselves. We got an outstanding, hilarious response to our question this week um, on the gram. Follow us if you don't at Good Bee Podcast. And we definitely need to share because you hoes are fucking nasty, nasty and desperate, which is my favourite combination, Jodie Carr. I love it. It's winning. <laughs> it's winning. It's all time. So look, how about I go first, my love? Please do. <clears throat> okay. I need another Bailey's before we even get into this bullshit. I know. I told myself I've got to stop drinking oh. from Monday to fucking Friday, but it never happens. Today was a special day, which we're going to get into, Yeah, so we? a few Bailey's deep. Yeah, Shout yeah. out Bailey's. Um, okay, so what have I been up to? A few huge weekends. Yes, I think I think the party might be over. And now saying it out loud, I think it really is. But <laughs> we had the AFL Grand Final, NRL Grand Final weekend. So mm. I'm a true blue Bogan at heart. Kiwi girl from my roots, but now Australian Bogan. Love that for you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. full Bogan. Um, so we just did the whole AFL thing, which led to me bendering. Um, obviously, the next day I did bottomless brunch, pub crawl, doing shots on a Sunday night. Yeah. You know when you're getting served and you're like, oh, they feel like I'm a piece of shit. You know, you feel judged. You were yeah, feeling judged. like the, I've got the panda eyes. <laughs> like you clearly haven't slept, and I'm asking for a fireball at four pm on a Sunday. They're like, this girl needs Jesus, as we say every episode. I hate that though. So I, I do not recall ordering judgment with this shot. <laughs> no. Also, this shot is eighteen dollars, bitch. Exactly. The Just, last thing I need. You have one job, okay? <laughs> Hold the judgment. So it's been um it's been a big couple of weekends. Last night I had um Halloween. Halloween party. I went with my guy bestie um, as death do us part. So I chopped up my wedding dress, put blood on it, did the eye contacts. How the fuck do people wear? Do you wear not contacts normally? You don't. Hey? I never have, but I'm I'm not into things in my eyes, so I don't know how you dealt with that. That would irritate me. Well, the whole night I thought, fuck. I actually weirdly, I don't know if there's any science behind it. Probably not that I'm saying this out loud. Mm. I couldn't hear properly because I couldn't see properly. Like the, I felt like there was stuff in my vision because of these contacts. They were burning my pupils. Oh, my I mean, God. Because I couldn't see people's mouth moves. I actually <laughs> couldn't hear them. And every time I'd be like, sorry, I can't hear you. I'm wearing contacts. They're like, this bitch is drunk. <laughs> that sounds like my kind of party. Ugh. Um, so did that and then was on the couch yesterday, vomit bucket next to me. I was watching this movie called Hot Mess. It was very <laughs> It was hitting a bit close, too close to home. <laughs> it's actually an Australian film and they film around Newtown, Redfern. I was like, this could be about my life, which is so scary. I feel like the universe put me Stan and the universe gave me this movie. Um, but, yeah, I was had the, the vomit bucket next to me. I was in a very bad state and my um, my housemate and her boo-tang, boyfriend, whatever, they're like, you know, happily pop out and they're like, oh, we're just going to go to the shops and we're going to go to the movies, blah, blah, blah. And you know in those states you're like, fuck mm. off. No one cares. Literally. No one fucking cares, Murray. Do what you got to do. 
Um, but isn't it funny? I was thinking this last night when I was like, I need to change my life. I need to get it in order. It's mm-hmm. not cute anymore. <laughs> I mean, my I'm holding on to mid twenties, but it's it's verging on late twenties. <laughs> But I feel like, isn't it funny how you, Jodes, always yeah. say that, like, you need to go out more, you need to be more like me. And I'm like, no, I need to be more like you. I'm like, social media has really fucked us because we're yes. not happy with whatever we do. If no. I go out, I feel immense guilt for having, like, for having a huge night. Really? And it sounds like you don't fuck with having a night in. Well, I just feel like I think we're opposite, right? Mm. I, I love how much fun you have and, and and how much you go out. And I just feel like you, like for me, I'm like, fuck, Jules is really living life to the fullest, hey? Whereas I'm, I've become such a homebody. I'm like, I feel like I need to really start pushing the boat out mm-hmm. a lot more and, ta- and take a bit of a leaf out of your book. Mm-hmm. But we all feel that way at 4 p.m. On a, on a Saturday afternoon. We're mm. like, oh, I could definitely do a few beverages. Yeah. But when it's 4 a.m., I'm coming, like I'm so fucked, I'm sideways. Yeah. Literally, do, you know what, do you know how bad it got the other day, Jodes? And I what? feel like people are going to call the, like, the police on me or call, call the hospital. <laughs> Again. The mental ward. <laughs> I started literally, I was so fucking blackout the other weekend, mm. last mm. weekend. I got home and I was busting, I was Busting for a piss, like yeah. holding my front bum. Yeah. Uh, you know when you're at the door and you're like, Jesus Christ, like I need to find the key, but because I was so drunk, I couldn't find my key. Yeah. By the time I got the key into the door, opened the door, and I just pissed in my apartment. Oh my! On the <laughs> no, I literally floor. just started pissing. I thought, well, this is my life now. I'm just, I'm just Miss, <laughs> miss Piddle Pants, Miss Drunk Piddle Pants <laughs> on the floor. No, literally, like because I know the dynamics. Of yeah, the house. so because like, it's where? sorry, it's floorboards um, yeah. for people who, you know who haven't been to my house, which is everyone. <laughs> so it's floorboards. So you know, as I'm walking in and up the stairs, and you know when you start piddling a little bit, you're like, oh well, here we go. We might as well just let it go now because I couldn't hold it. I was like, my body was so relieved to be pissing, so I just start pissing everywhere. I get oh in the shower. My housemate texts me and said, like, cheers for the 4.30 a.m. shower. And I said, well, was that or you just had piss everywhere? Like, so choose. Oh, my god! So it's not cute anymore. Mate, I need to wrap it a, up. If that's not a sign from the gods, what is? What is? Yeah, I need to wrap it up. Um, this is a judgment-free zone, this podcast. So, personally, I, I love that. I love that for you. The piddle pants. Um, and then boy update. Oh, I was supposed to go on this um, – Date with a guy, but full murder vibes. So just met him off hinge. Okay, so met him off hinge, but. And I'm all for getting – the listeners know, I mm. only I only like to talk for three days max before we meet up. Like yeah. uh, I can't stand the chit-chat. That's I'm boring. a real bad texter. It's lame as fuck. So I don't, like giving, I don't like giving time to people who I don't love mm. and I don't love you. Like I don't mm. love this, you know. Yeah. So anyway, but I'm texting him and the first – sorry, I'm chatting on hinge to him. And he was like, hi, Jules, blah, blah, blah. I think we probably said, how are you? He said, mm. when should we go out? And oh. I said to my housemate, I said, fuck, isn't that murder vibes? Because he doesn't know, he doesn't know my, like, I'm sure he knows my age. But, you know, like, it went He doesn't know that you piss on the floor. He doesn't know that I piss on the floor. <laughs> piss on Barry's treadmills when I'm hungover. <laughs> um, but, and then my housemate was like, fuck, Jules, I can't win with you. Like, it's either too long or it's too short. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I need to, yes, you're right. Yeah. But then... So we're supposed to meet up and he goes, let's meet on a Tuesday. And I was like, perfect. Let's. And I chose the pub and I chose my local uh, go-to. I know the one. Yes, yep. my favourite. Yeah, he just kept pushing it back. It started as a 6.30 date and then I bent for him and he said, can we do it at 7.30? He said, no mm. problem. And then he said he actually had something that's come up and now it's a 9.30 date. Mm. And I thought by the time you get there, it's going to be 10 p.m. on a Tuesday. That is murder. Murder vibes or one of fuck vibes. Yeah. Happy with the latter. Yeah. Very happy. Just let me know. Yeah. 
Um, so that's happened. So I was like, nah, I'm just going to make the executive decision. We're not, we're not going on a date. And then this boy tries to fully like bully me slash gaslight me, Jodes, because he was like, fine, don't worry, whatever, you lost your chance. Acting oh. as if I was so lucky to be given a date. Boy, bye. Boy, bye. So literally I just gave him the boy vibe and I said, hey, still happy to meet when you dropped the attitude. Felt very principal of me. Um, and he was like, what attitude? I'm not. And I thought, oh, now we're gaslighting? Like, ugh, yuck. It's funny when you're older, all those pink flags when you were younger are hard red flags now. Yeah, hard reds. And then just to top off my Fortnite Jones, mm. uh, you know, uh, started getting adult acne all around my jaw. Love that for you. So between the weight gain between <laughs> you and I and the adult acne, I'm like, fuck, the listeners are going to think it's the Australia's Next Top Model podcast. They're going to be like, this podcast is too aspirational. Honestly. I can't relate to this level of beauty. <laughs> A couple of centerfolds right here. here. <laughs> um, uh, but my love, I don't know how to ask this without mm. – well, look, we need to get into it and I just don't know what mm. the segue is. But it's a seamless segue. I'm going to reach for my drink. <laughs> Please have a sip or a skull, shall I say. Yeah. So you text me something very heartbreaking this morning mm-hmm. and I wanted to trot on here immediately. Mm. So I'm going to read the text out to the listeners just so we're all yeah. on the same page. Obviously, we're just going to blurb the name. Yes, of course, of course. Okay, so Jody wrote to me this morning saying... Uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt, old mate. <laughs> Ended things with me last night. I'm hurting, but it is what it is. So as the listeners would know, for the last couple of episodes, you've been Mm. very like, I'm seeing someone very tight-lipped. Yes. Do you want to delve into that at all? So to be clear, the reason why I've been tight-lipped is because this was someone I was friends with first and they specifically asked me not to divulge details of our relationship on the podcast because you know we're big things over here we're big we're you know big celebrities now millions of people listen every week millions Mm -hmm. of subscribers and once you hit the big time like us you know peeps be getting triggered Mm -hmm. they're getting triggered so I said look boo I'm gonna respect that no dramas I won't talk about you on the potty the gbs won't come for you Mm -hmm. um so I haven't really spoken about him, but I mentioned that I was seeing someone. Jules has spent a bit of time with him as well. She's, she's aware of the situation. Now, so he was meant to come over last night. I made him dinner. Oh, I hate this already, but go on. I prepared dinner. Let me know the dinner. Just tell me the dinner. Rip the Band-Aid off. Mate, it's nothing fancy. It was a little pasta something some. Oh, a little, was, a little spack bowl number. It was a we little, all love a little spack bowl. It was a little bowl. bolognese number. That is a hearty number. Don't fucking discredit yourself. But, honey, that shit had been marinating since 4 p.m. Oh, you know God. what it takes to get a quality sauce, Jules. You know. I hate this. Okay. So I'd prepared the bolognese. <laughs> okay. He rolled over. I'd been cooking since about 4 or whatever. He rolled over around 7 after work. No dramas so far. He rocks up. I'm over at the stovetop. We'd had a little kiss. Things were a bit quiet. Quiet. Same situation as with previous baby daddy, if you tuned into the episode on that. Mm. The vibe felt off. Your energy. The energy. His energy felt Mm. off as soon as he entered the room. I felt it. And he was a bit quiet. And anyway, we had a little kiss or sitting on his lap, whatever. Then he says to me, Bubba, we need to have a talk. Or is that your little language to each other, Bubba? Yes. Very affectionate. Very affectionate. That's a three-year relationship to me. We are very affectionate. He says to me, it feels as though we are moving into exclusive territory 
And I don't think I want that. Can I just say something? Did you not, haven't you already had the exclusive talk or no? Yeah. He didn't want me sleeping with any other, any other people. Mm. So that for me was like, okay, I'll just focus on this. Mm-hmm. No dramas. Basically he says, you know, he continues, he doesn't see a spark with me. He doesn't see a future in this. He's looking for a soulmate connection and he doesn't feel that with me. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Was this completely left field for you? Were you just like, it must have been, you're over a burning stovetop cooking Babe, and fucking dinner. Completely left field. Mm. Like I consider myself at 30 years old to be pretty bang on with, you know, men's body language. Mm. I'm intuitive. I pick up what they're putting down. Generally, if someone's, if the vibe's changing, right, and you can tell someone's off you mm. or they're having a change of heart, they distance themselves. Mm. They change their language with you. You stop hearing from them as much. Mm. It's very obvious to mm. you there's a disconnect. You can, you can feel it before the talk. Right. You feel it weeks before the talk. You can feel that mm. shit coming. If you don't know exactly what's coming, you can feel there's a disconnect. You know the anxiety mm. cu- gets up as a woman, you know something ain't right. That was not the case for me. This was someone that was super genuine. I was seeing them at least a couple times a week. Um, My housemates loved him. Jules loved him. Mm. Um, I felt super connected. He was super affectionate. Um, The sex was lit. Didn't really expect it to just, you know, kind of fall flat like this. And, you know, when I was talking about it with Jules – we were just we were just saying like how all too common this is with women to just have us being thrown these conversations and thrown this let's have a talk out mm-hmm. of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? And can I just say it's always I know for me when I've been the most shocked, it's like, huh? You chased me. You. You were the one that put marriage into my head. You're the one that when we're having fucking sex, you're saying you want to have a baby. And now, like, I wasn't even thinking about that. Like, I was happy living my life and I was happy seeing you. Exactly. It's so confusing. You're the one acting full on with me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. My One of my best mates who I live with, who I, I love dearly, she's like, she's like family to me. She was, like, shocked. She was like, what? Mm. And I showed her the messages because he was texting me when he got home last night as well. Oh, so he still wants to be friends immediately. He wants to have his cake and he wants to eat it at too. At one point in time during the conversation, he got annoyed with me, Jules, because he was like, you said if we ever, you know, if things change with our dynamic, we would always remain friends, which to be fair, should have been a red flag. The fact that he was even saying this with me. And if a man ever talks about being friends in the future, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that yeah. was a red flag. I should have picked up on that. But, you know, he's, he got mad at me. He was like, You said we'd, when I was upset, he's like, You said we'd be friends, la la la. And I feel I like, mean, not within 20 minutes of you breaking up with me, my I mean, boy. Mate, like, come on, a bit of space. Not texting me saying, Thanks again for dinner. I just got home, mate. You just fucking hurt me. Yeah. I was just crying with you on my bed and you're going to text me saying, chirp for dinner? Like, nah, that ain't it. Yeah. We need to go cold turkey for a few months. Space is needed. So if he hasn't got the message, he will when he tunes into this episode. (laughs) (laughs) But how are you, yeah, how are you feeling today? How are you feeling now? Well, I was crying last night, crying this morning. Mm. Um, Jill's my sweetheart, love of my life. (laughs) 
I was in my room and obviously she was coming over to record and she hadn't had the full brief, full debrief. So she's like, right, my love, let's talk about this when I, when I'm, when I'm around at yours, see you at this time. And she comes up the stairs and she's got in her arms a bouquet of flowers, <laughs> a bottle of Bailey's and some chocolate. And I'm just like, juicy. <laughs> and it was like, it's when you're nice to me, that's when I cry. I was but like, so it, understand. Isn't it funny? Like you've got your shit together. And then as soon as A, someone asks you if you're okay or mm. B, someone's sweet to you, that's when the tears start falling mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm always open and honest, you know, mm-hmm. at this at this point in my life. I was hurt. I did see a future with this person. For whatever reason, they've decided there's not one with me. Um and that's cool. I, my self-worth is at a point now, Jules, where if someone doesn't want me, I don't want you, boo. Mm. Keep it moving. Or even the, if the hesitation's there. Bye. Any hesitation, if you have to even consider not if it's not me, I don't, it's not like, mm-hmm. I don't want you. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. There's no issue. It just hurt because as we said, it was just so left field. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, imagine, imagine, you know, my girlfriends or, or my friends and, you know, followers out there, our GBs out there who have been with a man for months or years at a time, Jules, mm-hmm. and then they've been thrown with the, let's have a talk. I don't love you anymore. Thank or- God we don't have a mortgage with these men. Thank God we don't have a – like I, my heart goes out to our GBs who I know that are listening mm. who have children with these men who suddenly wake up and decide you ain't it. Yeah. I cannot imagine. Thank fuck it was only for a month. My like, lucky my situation was like, I was literally seeing this cat for like a month or two. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, in due part, I respect him for just yeah. keep – shooting straight mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. It, it was still bizarre because the way he was acting mm. didn't really add up to mm-hmm. this. Um, but look, sometimes people just have a change of heart for whatever reason, whether it's past trauma, something you've done that's triggered them, or maybe someone said something to them. You just don't really know the full story with men. They're mm. such complex. I'm sorry, but like little weirdo creatures sometimes, it's mm. hard to really know what's fully gone on there. But, you know, we can't put our energy into thinking, oh, what – for me, it doesn't matter what the true reason is. Yeah. The fact is the results change. Yeah. And he's – I deserve someone that's obsessed with me because I'm a good bitch. And I deserve the best. I just don't understand what is wrong with these men. Mm. All of my friends – and not one that even slips through the fingers. All of my friends are phenomenal. Yeah. The hottest, spiciest creatures who know how to throw it back and bust it open. Yeah. Who are so generous. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah. So empathetic. Yeah. And they're just, we lower our standards. I'm not talking about your situation, my love, but like yes. we lower our standards to have one night with fucking dismal Dave. And then we get upset when he doesn't like, oh, these men are so frustrating. And it's like, you know, we care and we nurture and it's just like, oh, the same old bullshit. Honestly, it's it's really not – it's not a stretch for me to see how people, you know, get so bitter and twisted and jaded as fuck because personally I'm over it. Oh, I'm like on that train already. If, I am so jaded. Mate, if you're out there listening and, and, you, and if you like me, you need to aggressively – I'm talking aggressively, sh- aggressively shoot your shot mm. because I'm done – I'm checked out. Mm. I'm going off the apps. Mm. I'm done with you hoes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's hot girl summer. Don't fucking at me. Yeah. Because I was even having this discussion with um, a friend of a friend's last weekend and they were like, you're just so intimidating. Like you're really, really intimidating. <sighs> and I thought I have to be 
because I've been so upset and so I've been so played so many times that you learn to be like, I'm not trusting you hoes. Me Ever. too. I'm done with you hoes. On that light note, we better go to break. <laughs> <laughs> so if you don't already, please follow us at Good Bee Podcast on the gram. You can always submit a question, confession, a love net letter to us at www.goodbeepodcast.com mm-hmm. and we will see you right after the break. Okay, GBs, we are back with main topic. Now, Jode, something I have to I have to bring up. Mm. It's probably gonna be the end of the podcast, but great for my mental health. <laughs> I have completely deleted all dating apps. Wow. So I probably did that about a week ago, and then hence why that hinge boy in my original story is still kind of around. Mm-hmm. Um I just I honestly have felt like the last few months where I've really been trying to pursue it, I actually feel the most lonely I ever have. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I agree. I think the apps do have a tendency to fuck with your mental health a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, It's because it's the constant rejection, right? Mm. Or the constant like, you know, you get your hopes up with someone, Mm. you're running some good bants and then it goes goes nowhere. Or they just delete you. Well, they just that? has that happened to yeah, you yet? It's like you'll be mid chat and they just unmatch they just you. Unmatch you. It's like, oh, okay. I thought you were my husband, but cool. No dramas. <clears throat> Can I just say though that the the thing that I'm most I want to say scared about is that I'm okay with it myself because I know that this is going to be a good thing for me. Put to the head down, bum up to potty, etc., yeah. etc. Yeah. It's just the societal pressures. Everyone, everyone already in my life already thinks I'm jaded as fuck. So now if I'm deleting the apps, being like, no, I actually just want to be single, I feel like I'm going to be hit with the you haven't met the right person, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You're too picky. Can I just say, have yeah. you seen the last sewer rat I went on a date with? <laughs> I am not picky at all. And I'm actually, regardless of me often at times giving men lots of shit, as I've said, I think we are the true romantic strokes. We, we give are. these men chance after chance after chance. Mm-hmm. And that comment of, oh, you're too picky, you haven't met the right person, funny enough, always is handed out to me mm. by either a loved-up couple of friends, mm-hmm. so my friends were a loved-up couple, or someone who is in a new relationship. You know, isn't that funny how your girlfriends who were in the trenches with you two months prior having the red wine on the Monday night, yes, they're now above it? They're now above you being single. You know, now they're like, yes. oh, you just need to lower your standards. And now it's like, when did you get – when did you suddenly become Oprah for relationships? Just because yeah. you've probably – you've partnered up. Or, Jules, you need to put yourself out there. You know, I met Gregory when I was least expecting it. <laughs> Everyone's oh. like, I was on a bus. I'm like, you're joking. Everyone who talks to me on a bus, I'm like, get away from me. Oh, fuck <laughs> off, Sarah. Gregory's a flop anyway. But – and then I saw, and then when we were chatting, I saw that meme that was like, we don't settle in our older age mm. because we don't feel safe. Yes. And I think especially after what's happened with you, Jodes, mm. that's just going to become more and more apparent. Do you not think? Absolutely. Well, need I need to remind you, excellent segue into that recent Sharon Stone article. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What right? Yeah. Our girl Sharon, um, classic you know, basic instinct moment. Mm-hmm. Love that for her. Um, she's 62, mm-hmm. right, Sharon? And she did this uh, interview with The Mirror and she said, quote, I've had it with dating. 
I find people to be insincere and not worth my time. I enjoy my time alone and spending time with my kids and my friends more. The mum of three shrugs and says, I don't need another kid. I don't want any insincerity and baloney in game playing. I don't feel like men are at the same place women are right Mm now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's only going to become more evident when as women we are evolving in every generation. You know, look at our parents, Jodes. Mm -hmm. There is not one marriage that I look at that is an equal union. Nope. It's always down dad's down the back shed having a few beverages while mum's washing up. Yeah. And that to me is disgusting. I could not think of anything worse. I grew up with my mum doing everything. She had food on the table every night. Mm -hmm. It's just there's nothing I aspire to. Yeah. I do not aspire to marriages or even – even at the moment, long-term relationships. I'm like, no. oh, well, well, classic Stephanie's organising the present <laughs> while Brad gets to get pissy in the backyard with his mates. Well, we know that I'm, I mean, I might get some flack for saying this, but whatever, it's my podcast. I'm <laughs> And she's heartbroken, so let her be. Okay, I'm, I'm sad today, so let a bitch be, mm-hmm. okay? I'm anti-serious relationships in your 20s. Mm-hmm. I always have been the 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 most long-term relationship I had in my 20s. Keep in mind I've just gone 29 to 30. I've mm-hmm. just entered my 30s. Um was a couple years lovely boy but you know ultimately wasn't for me. And I'm glad I cut it off there. I I think it, you know if you spend years and years with the same person in your 20s. I can't I don't know if you've really lived mm-hmm. and really gone out there into the world and truly, you know, dated a lot of different types of people, mm-hmm. really discover what it is that you you do like, you don't like, what you are prepared to settle for, what are your deal breakers, what are your boundaries, what makes you you. Mm-hmm. You know, I just for me I'm just like yeah. Mm. I'm anti serious relationships in your 20s. And saying that though Jules I do want to. I do want to preface that by saying, look, I do know there is the odd exception to the rule. One of my best mates, mm. who lives in Austin, Texas, shout out. She tunes in. She's a GP. Mm-hmm. She's happily married. She met her now husband. Um, we lived together at. We lived together at the time in Sydney. She met him at age twenty three. Mm. to my memory. And they're very happy. They work together. Mm. Um, They're happily married now. And, you know, she never endeavoured to meet her husband Mm. at that age, right? And I remember her saying to me, look, Jodes, you know, when you know, you know. Mm -hmm. So I guess for some people they do meet their person young. Oh, I do believe. And and us being woo-woo bitches, don't get it twisted. I do believe in soulmates. Yes. But I think if you know in your heart of hearts that something is off, Get out of the fire in your 20s. Yes. Do it now. And I do think – I think there is might be a bit of a link between – I know that myself, obviously, being a feministy, feisty bitch, um, there is a link between my single gals and being more feministy mm. because I think that you are, you know you're worth more being single in your 20s. Yes. Because you just you just have been through the fucking ringer and you refuse to put up with much. Some of my girlfriends come to me with the relationship problems and I thought, I just could not. I, I just know. that would not fly with me in the dating world. No. As but soon- we put up with people because we love them and I understand that. Exactly. And I get it, right? And there is something to be said, you know, the big song and dance about patience mm. and you know, taking your time with people. And you know, that's all well and good, but I feel like when someone shows you who they are, believe, believe them, them the first time. 
Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Believe them the first time. If a guy tells you that he's not over his ex, if a guy tells you he's not emotionally available, if a guy tells you he's not ready or he's not looking for a commitment, he's not looking for a relationship, he said what he said, sis. Mm. It ain't going to change in six months. Believe that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So what are we <laughs> – Can I also just add – I'm also pro, and this is very new age of me, I'm actually pro multiple marriages. Oh, the old divorced once, divorced twice. Okay. Because, you know, excuse me for being, maybe just because I'm jaded today because my heart hurts, give a bitch a break. Mm -hmm. But who's to say that the man I marry, let's say in my 30s, who's to say he's going to be right for me in my 60s? Completely. Maybe Jodes wants one man from like 30 to 50 mm-hmm. and then she wants to take it down a couple notches mm-hmm. in that later part of her life and enjoy a slower chapter. Yeah. You know? Old, oh. old, old Bert with the old boat that you like to go cruising in your white linen, my love. I might love. That's very you. Thank very you. you. Thank, I might love that for me at 73, yeah, babe. Yeah. Oh, you know I'm going to get the paperwork right. Yeah. Completely. What's wrong What's wrong with that? Enjoying two or three marriages. You know, a different marriage for a different chapter. I've always thought this might be a bit controversial. I feel like we're going to lose a lot of listeners this episode, <laughs> which I love that. Unfollow. I've, I've always thought that, that divorce, and I've even said this to my mum lately, it's, my divorce to me is actually quite romantic because you still believe there's someone out there for you. You don't yes. believe that this is it. I actually think divorce is very romantic. There's a romance in it that yeah. is not celebrated enough. Yeah. Because but, you value yourself to know, you know what, this isn't it for me. Mm, I'm going to go this out. This my person. Exactly. Mm. This isn't my person. I'm going to go out and continue living mm. my best life and get me a little something, something mm. for that next chapter of my life. Mm. Do you, girl? But yeah, I just thought I would update it. I just, I just feel like I'm much. Uh, the only thing I can put it, maybe it's, that's what's giving me this fucking messy skin. Like I'm just so, you're so worried about what other people think about when you when you're dating and when you when you pop on lipstick and night after night you go out and you bravely stand in front of you someone basically saying, "Do you like who I am?" Basically, mm-hmm. do you like me enough for a second date? And you get rejected over and over again. It's not good for my mental health anymore. It makes for a fucking funny story. And I love it. Yeah. Makes me for a very resilient person. But I actually think I'm going to stop that now. So I don't want any fucking questions around Christmas about who I'm bringing home. What, what am I like? Nothing from fucking Auntie, Auntie Sonia in the corner there. Fucking judgy Auntie Sonia. Oh, I'm not looking forward to telling my mum that I'm not seeing old man anymore. She'll be like, oh, oh have you not told her? Oh, Joe. Oh, fuck Let's me. Let's get her live on the podcast. <laughs> she could not be more desperate for me to settle down. I and can I'm like, so see that. Mum, just because you married a narcissist doesn't mean that's it for me. <laughs> so I, what are we even, are we just talking shit? What is our GB tip of the week going to be? I think there needs to be more normalization. Is that a word? No, we need to normalize being single and we need to normalize not bringing it up as every second sentence. As in, like, what about we ask how the podcast is going? How the work, how your work's going? Yeah. Nothing just to stop being so focused on. I, I'm whole on my own. Exactly. I am complete on my own. I don't need to find my other half. Yes. Literally, I'm so whole on my own and I'm really getting sick of that question. How about you are just whole? And fine and dandy as you are. Literally. I'm not looking forward to fucking Christmas Day. You know the fuck shit that goes down. Oh, it's such a headache, hey. All the Who are you seeing? What happened to that? Oh, I still get, what happened to that lovely boy from blah, blah, blah? No, we don't, 
we broke up like three years ago. Actually, there's nothing that makes me feel more single at the Christmas table when both of my brothers uh, loved up. They have been for years. I've always yeah. been the black sheep. And um, they go, what about um, what about uh, fucking – I'm trying to think Gary. of What about Gary? And I go, huh? I go, I don't know who you're talking about. And they're like, you were obsessed with him last Christmas. I go, no idea. Like the fact that I actually had been through that many that I'm like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. But I hate that he, oh, really? He seemed like such a nice guy. Really? Why don't you fuck him then, sis? Because you didn't spend two years with him. People, let's stop judging people's relationships from, you know, a social media picture mm. or the five minutes you met them. Like, mm. oh, mm. he seemed like such a nice guy. Of course, he's not going to be an asshole in the five minutes he met you, love. Mm. Also, what also really frustrates me is um, like with these, that like the same people that throw mm. out to me, oh, you're mm. too picky, um, you just haven't met the right one. I, I told them about my awful date, about like, Getting stood up, waiting three hours, blah, blah, blah. At about awful. a tragic, awful day. Horrible. And they say, oh, you're too picky. Give him another chance. And I think, you obviously don't think I'm worth very much. That's actually what I feel in my heart. If you're saying I need to lower my standards for someone who already treats me like a piece of shit on the first fucking half an hour, the fact that you're saying, oh, Jules, you're very tough on me. Like, you're very tough, aren't you? I'm like, well, clearly you just don't think I'm of calibre. That's I've, actually what I think. I've had the exact same chat. And it's mm. so punished. I've had I've heard it from my my mother as well, and I'm just like, oh, mum, mm. not not today. Just so desperate to palm you off quickly. Not the one. Mm. Like, mum, why do you need me to be with someone? Yeah, why can't, I'm happy on my own. Why can't you just accept that? So I never said that. You're putting words into my. <laughs> oh, I can she, see the conversation. She carries on. I'm my father's daughter. Eh? Seriously, <laughs> my mother. Oh, bless her. It's let's just normalize. Being single and happy, mm. you know the be all the be all and end all of happiness doesn't have. You don't have to be in a couple. You don't have to be partnered up. Mm-hmm. Get like Sharon Stone and just embrace it. Fuck me. All right. Well, look. On that note, we're going to go to break. Make sure you've rated us five stars on Apple Podcasts and GBS. You've got to get into our Instagram. We're going to start dropping, you know, videos exclusive to IG. Okay, so if you're not following us on Insta, you're going to miss out, my girl. So make sure you follow us at Good Bee Podcast. That's at Good Bee Podcast and join in so you can get your hands and all that exclusive, unreleased content of the gals. Oh, all right. Good. Okay, all right, we'll be right back. All right, guys, we are back with listener question and our confession to follow, so make sure you stay around for that. Now, Jodes, I'm going to read out this question because it actually hit very close to home with me and you'll understand once I read it out. Oh. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Thanks for writing in, by the way, good bitch, we love you. Listener says, I've got a question for question of the week. Currently in a relationship with this guy, his ex completely fucked him over I have a lot of male friends that I hang out with a lot, but my partner has mad trust issues. There always seems to be a fight whenever I hang out with my male friends. What can I do? Mm. What would be your advice? That's an interesting one. Mm. Because I think we might have different angles on this. I mean, oof. 
Is it savage that I'm like, what can I do? I'm kind of like, that's not on you, boo. Get your mans to do the work. A hundred percent. Oh, snap. Do we actually agree on this no, one? No, I agree on this one. I just didn't know if you would relate because I have a male bestie and a lot of girls can't relate because they don't understand. No, I've always had male friends and I'm like, honey, that's a whole mess. This man needs to go to therapy. It is not your problem. Yeah, that's not on you, boo. So you're, you're, you've been a fine, able being. You've, you're just trotting around, I don't know, Australia, doing fine, and this man comes with all his baggage and says to you, deal with it. Uh. Oh, there are so many red flags here, my love. First of all, apparently the ex is in the wrong. Red flag, red flag, as we would know. Yeah. We haven't heard the other side of the story. We don't believe men ex- going straight off the bat, especially when their ex is uh, uh, crazy. He hasn't said crazy, but I can bet you he said that. I can mm-hmm. bet I can put my Where's on it. Where's the accountability? 100%. Red flag. This, this, you're not allowed to hang around male friends or, sorry, a fight always happens when you hang around male friends. This is a form of, on his side, it's a form of fear of abandonment. And that is not love. And I know that you love it right now. And I know that it's cute that he always, you're his possession, blah, blah, blah. But that uh, that whole thought of you are mine and I own you can get very dangerous very quickly. That is actually the, the very, very first step of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. I actually know people in toxic marriages like this. Yeah. I just, I can't, I, can't, I really want to say to you, run the fact that so so where I'm literally rubbing my eyes because I'm really yeah. frustrated. Like, what about you, my love? What about you? So sorry, like you, uh, you've had a fine life, but you need to change. Even though it's his issues, he needs to go to therapy. And once he does, if you really want to make it work, once he does, definitely validate him for the things that you know that he has started changing. That maybe he's just saying, I really liked it last night. How I didn't have to text you back immediately, and you didn't get angry. I can't even believe I'm saying that, but I'm trying to help you out because yeah. not a lot of people cut, cut throat like asteroids. Yeah, I know. So I'm trying to reel it back. But to me, this is such a red flag. And there is two, yeah, there's two forms of red flags. You're not allowed to hang around your male friends and his ex is somewhat crazy. That to me is, I don't know how much more red flags we could get. Honestly, for me, this this relationship is is just going nowhere good. No. I, don't, I don't know how, like, if, if it was me, I'd be out of there. And the only, the I think why I'm being so harsh on you, a beautiful, beautiful GB, is because I've been in this position. I've had, as a lot of listeners would tell by my personal account and all my friends would know, I have a male bestie. We've been travelling together twice. I call his mum my mum. And I have had partners where that's been a huge problem to mm. the point where they've almost been in physical fights in bars. Mm. And it was never going to work. No. Nah. It was never going to work nah. because if you can't get along with someone who is so good to me and we're such good friends, if you can't respect me and respect that friendship, it is never going to work. So I understand what you're saying, but that's really dangerous and I'm, I'm, I really feel for you. Um, he needs to do the work. It's not on you. Be transparent, but also as in be transparent, it's like you never hide that you're going to go for a drink with Brad, but this man does not own you. So get it fucking right. You don't owe me. 
Sorry, we're in a very savage mood. After that bowl of Baileys, we want to scrap. I'm ready to scrap someone. Next episode will be Lucy Goosey. We'll talk about pussy. We'll talk about eating ass. You'll get what you want. Don't worry. But thank you so much for writing in. I'm obsessed with people who take their time out to write to us. So I hope that helps you. You don't you don't write to us unless you want the truth. <laughs> Honestly, we don't sugarcoat shit. Um, but Joe, shall we move on to our confessions? Because this shit had me dying. Yeah, let's get into it. So throughout the week, uh, I put the hit out. We put the hit out saying, um, "What's the most outrageous thing you've ever done for a dick or vagina a- appointment?" <laughs> and the GVs did not come to play. Fuck, they went. They went all the way in a. Eh? There were so many, lots of international flights for penis, <laughs> which I don't know if there's any. Oh, there's probably two dicks I've had sex with that I would fly for, but that's about it. But we got with, we did chase up, um, we did reply to a few of the girls saying, fuck, was it worth it? And they wrote back, didn't they? Joe saying, it was a thick with two C's, a thick dick. <laughs> he had it, and I was like, oof. Um, a personal fave, Joe's maybe right, you say your fave. I mean, personally, it's 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 the relatability of this one. Mm-hmm. We've all been in this situation. If not, well, I don't know if you've lived, Hunty. One of our beautiful GBs, she responded, well, look, not really a dick appointment, but I did give some guy a hand job and got fingered in a mosh pit. I mean, who hasn't done that? Honestly, that, that's my festival birthday. That's what I'm saying. That's like a festival must do, or did you even attend? <laughs> God, my favourite jokes. Oh, my God. One of my girlfriends had a guy drive 90 minutes one way to see her for a bit of the WAP, woke up in the morning and all the tyres of his car were stolen. (laughs) (laughs) You'd want to make sure you got along because you know when sometimes you fuck a guy and they're Mm. like, oh, did you come? And it's like, yeah, to my fucking senses, pass me my phone so I can order an Uber. But imagine (laughs) if you drove there and you didn't like, you know, the guy's, did you ever have post-night clarity? Yes, I've had post-night re- re- like regret, regret. Yeah, clarity. Regret, regret clarity. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm thinking, did you come yet yeah, to my fucking senses? Like order me an Uber. So imagine if you have that post-night clarity and then you go outside and your tyres. Because you're going you're to have to wait by the road for fucking automobile. Like you're going to have to – that's a whole three-hour stint. You're going to have to stay at that guy's house. That's a long-term commitment yeah, for me. no. Oh, my gosh. Another one of my my absolute faves, which I'm sure is one of your faves too. Um, One of the GBs responded that when her housemate is home, she fucks in the fire escape stairs (laughs) of her building because they don't want anyone to know that they're fucking and her housemate knows the guy. Oh, so her housemate must not think very highly of this guy. No, and we've all been there. Yeah, so she hides him in the fire escape, you reckon? She fucks him in the fire escape. What if there's actually an evacuation and, like, everyone has to run down the stairs (laughs) and old fucking GB has a bloody... Punani out on show. She's bent over backwards fucking getting it in on the fire escape. But we loved these responses. Like we said, so many international flights. So many. In, in saying that, Jodes, mm. how much would you pay, considering these flights cost thousands of dollars, mm. think of the best fuck you've ever had, the best dick downing you've ever had. Oh, now, snap. Now put a price on it. How much would you pay? Oh, snap. Yeah. Well, we already know it's got to be that toxic dick. Oh, it's always the toxic ones, Yeah. I mean, at what life stage am I in? Because, you know, a, a bitch be be cashed up in a different way now. <laughs> no, nah, be ruthless. You're ruthless with your money. You don't give a fuck. 
Okay, if I'm like, if I've literally got money to burn, mm-hmm. I might chuck it. I might, I might, I might chuck a fucking five k at it. I was thinking around three k. Yeah, there's one specific sweaty session I remember with a certain mm. person. I'm getting really fucking a bad, horny. I'm a, I'm, bad a bit, boy. I'm a few drinks deep. I want to fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'd probably pay about three k. Yeah, for that. Would you actually ever? I don't. I don't know if I've asked you this. Would you pay for a um, a professional? Professional sex person, what are they called? <laughs> professional sex person. A prostitute? Yeah, but a male prostitute. I don't think I would because I, I don't hold men in high enough regard. See, uh, that's, you know. Is that savage? S- a female, a beautiful female. Yeah. Now let's think about that. I actually would like to hire a man and a female, obviously not at the same time because I want the female all to myself. Yeah. You know when people say, what would you do with a million dollars? Yeah. That's sort of like the first, if I won the million dollars, yeah. I would definitely hire a gigolo. Because I want them to fuck me like I've never been fucked. And I'd also <laughs> hire a woman just because I want to lose my female virginity to someone who doesn't tease me. <laughs> Is that really bad? Like, I want them to teach me things. Yes. You want it to be an experience with your wife. Yes. Do you know, Jules, the amount of women that I turned down, I don't know, I must have been going through a phase or maybe I was just really popping in my early 20s, but the amount of women that would crack on to me. And I would not engage. And I wish I did now. Where were you? What bar? Oh, oh, in a West? I can remember I was at Ravisi's once. Shout out to Ravisi's. <laughs> the Bondi bitches. Yes, shout out to Bondi's. Bondi's so hoity-toity. Fucking conservative. Well, shout out to Ravisi's. It goes down at Ravisi's. Oh, my God. Disgusting. I'll be there. <laughs> I, I remember a, a couple engaged me once, this beautiful girl, and it was like we were in a big group of, of you know, um, mm. you know when it's like it's like a group of friends but mm. they're not your in a circle. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. friends are friends. Yeah. And she was in that crew and, and she said, oh, I, I find you really attractive. <gasps> my boyfriend thinks you're beautiful too. Would you consider going home with us? And I was a bit more like conservative, yeah. right, At the, when I was in – in sort of my early 20s mm. and it's just not something I would have thought to entertain mm. and it happened a few times and I was like oh no I think like I'm you know I was, I'd always you're be flattered. soft you're flattered I'm so flattered I think yeah. you're gorgeous um, I'm so flattered that you feel that way but I, I don't really swing that way babe I'm into men but now I'm just like fuck it yeah. I would love it right actually we need to before we wrap up this episode yes. we actually need to put out the hit out don't we to the Sydney gals we do so Jodes and I would like to meet, now that we don't have dating apps, we're like, well, fuck, how the fuck do we meet men? Yes. So to all the hotties of Sydney, as in all our beautiful GB listeners, if you move in circles where there are single, straight, straight or bi, yeah. men who are, once again, single and hot, mm-hmm. we would love to meet them. Yes. I need all my hot girls to to rally around us. And uh, in, in um, kind of in exchange – no, I don't have any hot male friends, actually. Do you? What can we offer them yeah. in exchange? Five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Tell I, us what you want. We yeah. have no money, and we have <laughs> name your price. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like we can pull our resources. I'm sure we've got something. To a offer. free bottle of fizz. I'll give Mate, you a free, a free bottle of. You know we'll, what? We'll have a drink together. Is we've, that a? <laughs> we've got merch. We've got merch. Oh, we've got come, merch on the way. We've got merch on the on the way. We'll, we'll flick you some merch. Chuck in a bottle of Bailey's. Away you go. Away you go, my love. So yes. Um, please hit me and Jody up for any um, – actually, am I going on a blind date? Should we start blind dates? I want – I'm open to everything. I'm, yeah. I'm bored in the house. I'm in the house bored. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking – my heart hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm lonely. I can't have sex anymore and God knows 2020 has fucked me enough. Mm-hmm. So holler at your girl, Jules and Jodes, at Goodby Podcast. We're ready and waiting. 
And on that note, we better leave. I feel like this whole episode we just talk shit. So, GBs, but we'll be back on our normal bullshit in a fortnight's time. Um, just a life update from us both. But please, please, please write to us at Good Beat Podcast on the gram. Like Jodie said, we're going to start doing exclusive Instagram um, content. Mm-hmm. We want to go live. We want to answer all of your questions. We want to talk to you directly, etc. However, if you want to write us a question completely anonymous or send in your thoughts, it's at www.goodbeatpodcast.com. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe if you have the time on Apple, Spotify, etc. We absolutely love our GBs. You're all our best friends and we will see you in a couple of Tuesdays time. Love you, bitches. Mwah!